Welcome to the Neighborhood Church Podcast. We are so thankful that you are listening in. The Neighborhood Church is all about helping people find and follow Jesus. We hope that through these podcasts you are encouraged, that you're inspired, and that you're provided with practical wisdom on how to find and follow Jesus. We hope that you enjoy today's podcast. Reading now from Psalms 121, A Song of Ascent. I lift up my eyes to the hills, from where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved, he who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper, the Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Pastor John will now come and uh, inform us and encourage us and inspire us to uh, know Jesus more through this passage. Pastor John will come now. Wayne McNeil was a senior citizen who hadn't been out of his house since COVID-19 had struck uh, the United States. He's from Tennessee. Finally, his disability check arrived. His cupboards were getting pretty bare, and he made his way to the grocery store, walked down and up and up and down the aisles and filled his grocery store with a bunch of things he needed in his house, went to the checkout, put everything uh, through, and the bill came to $173 and some odd cents. And he pulled his money out, and to his embarrassment, he was $33 short. That is embarrassing. And many of us have been in similar situations. We can relate to how he felt. He began to take some of the stuff out and say, I won't take this, I won't take that. And the young lady, iconically named Elizabeth Taylor, on the other side of uh, the food, said, no, no, sir, don't do that. And she reached down to her purse, and this 17-year-old teenage girl paid the rest of the bill for Wayne McNeil. She was asked afterwards why she did it, and she said, well, we have a lot of seniors come through here, and all they're ever really getting is essentials. They don't buy a bunch of superfluous stuff. All he was getting, all Mr. McNeil was getting, was his essentials, and I was in a position to help, so I did what I could. Help. We've all needed help from time to time. And we've been spending the last five weeks at the neighborhood church looking at help, looking at the Psalms, looking at how God is with us. And this Psalm we're in this weekend, Psalm 121, Pastor Joel read it earlier, uh, is about the fact that God walks with us in the journeys and the challenges of life. Psalms are about the journey of life, and this psalm is especially about 
the journey of life. Psalm 121 is a cry for God's help. And we're all in positions from time to time where, like Wayne McNeil, we need help. The superscription at the top of this psalm says, a song of a sense. A song of a sense. It's called a number of different things, and I'll get to that in a moment, but Psalms 120 to Psalms 134, 15 psalms in a row, are called songs of a sense. A song of a sense. It's called other things in other versions. Uh, song of steps, pilgrim songs, songs for going up to worship, songs of a sense. 15 chapters in a row. Three times a year, the people of Jerusalem, or people of Palestine, ascended up to Jerusalem for one of the feasts, three times a year. And if you've been to Israel, you realize that Jerusalem is the highest peak in the whole nation. It's actually 3,000 uh, feet above the lowest parts in the nation of Israel and Palestine, the Sea of Galilee area. So anybody coming to Jerusalem for any of the feasts are taking a uphill journey. Song of Ascents. This psalm helps us understand how to journey through life, and especially when life is feeling like it's all up. Hill, Song of Ascents. These are the songs, Psalm 120 to 134, that the children of Israel sang on their way to Jerusalem three times a year for the various feasts, Songs of Ascents. This is what they would sing. This is a song for an upward journey. All 15 of these psalms are marked by three characteristics. Brevity, repetition, and a key word. Brevity, repetition, and a key word. And we can learn some things in this fairly brief psalm about how to uh, take our journey from the lowlands to the high place where we will dwell with God forever. So I'm going to give you, I hope, three helpful points from this song about how to walk the journey of life, this uphill journey. Sometimes it feels like it's all uphill. And the first thing that is important is the right start. The right start. David says in verse number one, I will lift up my eyes. The right start is to lift up your head. <laughs> Stop looking at your shoelaces. Stop singing songs to yourself that go something like, oh me, oh my, oh me, oh my. Get your eyes off of the journey and how difficult it is to keep putting one foot ahead of the next all the time, day after day. Lift up your head. Uh, the first step, the starting point, 
is to lift up your head. No matter how down you're feeling, no matter how misunderstood you're feeling, uh, no matter whether you feel weak or stupid, lift up your head, look up. And sometimes when you look up, and David says it here, uh, you see mountains. And sometimes when you get your eyes off your shoelaces, you look around and the mountains you have to climb seem so huge. But the starting point in any event is, the right start is to lift up your head. It's to look up. And once you look up, you need to have a little soul conversation and say, oh God, <laughs> Where does my help come from? What do I do now? I've got my eyes off my shoelaces. Where does my help come from? I think the only reason the question is asked in verse number one is to give a little extra umpapa to the answer. And so the second point, the first point in this uphill journey is you got to have the right start. And uh, the second thing is you've got to... Uh, realize there's a required focus. Right start, required focus. Where does my help come from? Soul, what am I supposed to do here? And the answer comes out so clear in verse number two, Psalm 121, my help comes from the Lord. My help comes from the Lord. Now naturally, we tend to look to our family for help and we look to our friends for help, and, and that's good, and, and that's right. Nothing wrong with looking to your family for help, looking to your friends for help. But our parents pass away, and our siblings get scattered all over the country, sometimes all over the world. They're not as available as they once were, and sometimes friends move, and uh, in any event, the call of our soul is sometimes so deep and the needs of our life are so great that friends and family aren't the answer. In this uphill journey of life, we need to get our eyes off our shoelaces and we need to get our eyes on the Lord God, the creator of heaven and earth, and recognize that our help comes from him. Problems in your life, friends, we all have them. But the presence of problems does not equate to the absence of God. God is still with you. You need to look for him, you need to find him, and you need to focus on him. So you got to have the right start. And secondly, you got to understand what the required focus is. You need to look for the Lord. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. And then uh, the third thing that this uh, psalm teaches us is the repeating word. Remember I said all of these songs of ascent have three characteristics. It's, it's brevity. Uh, it's a repeating word, and uh, it's a key word. So the repeating, the repetition, becomes the key word. I uh, had a final mark in biology in high school of 100. That was a biological aberration. 
I really don't know much about bio biology. I just had a good day. My second best subject was English, and for the most part, I love English. I love putting sentences together. I love writing. And one of the things I was taught in some of the English courses I've taken is it's really important not to repeat words. You need to discover the power of synonyms. You don't use the same word over and over and over and over again. That's boring. And apparently our translators, when translating scripture, uh, must have had the same English teachers I had because they like to change the word up. But in this psalm, there's a Hebrew word, shamer, shamer, uh, that is used six times. Uh, King James Version, uh, let me just read the King James Version to you where uh, this word shamer shows up. Verse number three, he keepeth, he that keepeth thee, uh, verse number four, he that keepeth thee. Verse number five, the Lord is your keeper. King James is doing very good. All of that is the word shamer. And then you get to verse seven and the words of the English teacher snuck in and, oh, that's getting pretty boring, keeper, keepeth keeping. And so they decide to change the word and they change verse seven to preserve, preserve, preserve. Uh, three times, but it's all the same word, shamer, shamer, the Hebrew word, the English standard version, which we read out of earlier, every time that word shamer shows up, translates it keeps or keeper. There's this repetition of the key word six times in the English standard version. It's being true to the Hebrew wording. And so there's a key thing the Lord wants you to understand in the journey of life. And sometimes life seems like an uphill battle, but there's this key thing you need to understand. And the first thing is in verse number three, he who keeps you will not slumber. He who keeps you will not slumber. Now, as far as we know, all creatures sleep. I sleep every night. Uh, but God does not sleep. The God who is keeping you does not slumber. Our God, our wonderful God, is a tireless worker, does not sleep. He who keeps you does not slumber, doesn't slumber. Sometimes I think we think too much about the fact that we want to work for God, and we do and we should, but ultimately our relationship with him is not based on works. <laughs> We need to understand that he is working for us. He's a tireless worker. He does not slumber, does not sleep. So the first thing we have to recognize and understand is that he who keeps us, that's the key word in this, 
this song of ascent does not slumber. The second thing that we pick up in this, uh, in this psalm is in verse number four. He who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Now, Daniel chapter 9 and verse 4 has uh, an interesting prayer. Daniel's confessing and says, Alas, O Lord, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant and loving kindness, so keeps, there's that word, keeps his covenant and loving kindness for those who love him and keep his commandments. So this isn't carte blanche, God's going to keep me. Uh, it's a covenant relationship. It's for those who humbly acknowledge him as creator God. It's for those who have made him the father of their life. They pray, our father who art in heaven, they're in relationship with God, the God of Israel. It's a covenant relationship. Pastor of the 18th century, Pastor Quayle, talks about uh, being up late into the night, and he's just grumbling to God about how exhausting ministry is, and there's so much to do, God, and I'm so tired, and I'm worn out, and I'm exhausted. And then he opened his, looked down at his desk, and his Bible was open to Psalm 121, and he read verses 3 and 4, He who keeps you will not slumber, Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. And Pastor Quayle says he heard an audible voice that said to him, I'm staying up all night. You might as well go get some sleep. God who's looking after us doesn't slumber. He's got your life under control. He's in charge. So the third thing we pick up in this verse is the Lord is your keeper. Verse, uh, verse 5, chapter, 100, uh, chapter 121, the Lord is your keeper. Now what does this word keep or keeper mean? Dictionary says it's to have or continue to have possession of. So what's the Lord's relationship with us? He has us and he will continue to have us. He will continue to look after us. He has us, continues to keep possession of us. I was in my office yesterday, and then I was in our family room this morning, and I looked at my office books, and then I looked at my little itsy bits of bookshelves at home, and I realized there's a time coming when I'm going to have to make two piles. I'm going to have to make a pile of books I'm going to keep and the books I'm going to get rid of. God's not going to get rid of you. God's not going to give up on you. The Lord, wow, what a truth. The Lord is your keeper. He will keep you. He will keep you. The Lord is our keeper. He will keep you in the journey of life. Uh, 
when it's hot outside and you feel like you're going uphill in the heat of the desert and the sun is beating down on you and you're absolutely exhausted and you're absolutely worn out, the Lord is your keeper. That's the context of this statement. And when you find yourself in the darkness of night, in the middle of the night, the Lord is still your keeper. The Lord is our keeper. It's a repeating word, and it's a key word in all of these songs of ascent. What's the next key word? Verse number seven. The Lord will keep you from all evil. The Lord will keep you from all evil. Evil comes in many different flavors, presents itself in many different outfits. We think adversity is evil. Oh, it's terrible. I'm going through a terrible time. Prosperity can be just as evil. Evil comes in many different uniforms. When everybody's approving of everything we're doing and they're patting us on the back and say, oh, what a wonderful man you are, what a wonderful lady you are. Oh, life is good, but... Sometimes approval's evil. We think rejection is evil. They're not being nice to me. But approval and rejection can both be evil. We think health is good and sickness is evil. Sometimes our good health prevents us from relying on God. The Lord will keep us from evil. The Lord will keep us from evil. God will continue no matter what you're going through. If you just call out to him for help, he'll keep you in his possession. You may have problems, but the problems of life does not equate the absence of God. God is with you no matter what you are going through. Psalm 121 and verse uh, 7, Psalm 121 and verse 7, the Lord will keep your soul. The Lord will keep your soul. Let me read that to you uh, out of the English Standard Version. The Lord will keep your life. President Lincoln told of one of the uh, persons who worked with him coming up to him and saying, President Lincoln, I am... I'm really worried about what we're going through here. I'm anxious that the Lord would be on our side. And President Lincoln responded and says, I'm not worried about that one tiny bit. I'm just concerned that we're on the Lord's side. If you walk with him, if you're calling out to him as your helper, the Lord will be with you. He's your keeper in your life, the keeper of your soul. And then lastly, this is the key word for us as we take this uphill journey in life. Lastly, Psalm 121 and, uh, and verse number 8. The Lord will keep your going out and you're coming in from this time going forth. When we're young, 
Those days are behind me. But when you're young, you tend to think that life is going to be uh, a trip to Disneyland followed by a couple of great weeks at the beach and the lake and join the sunshine and then you'll take a day off and you'll go out for supper and watch some exceptional movie and then you'll go to Disneyland again and then you'll get to go to the beach and then you'll go out for supper again and have a really good meal and watch it and life, that's life. But at some point you discover that life is really this thing called going out and coming in. Going out and coming in, you go out and you come back in and you go out and you come back in and you go out and you it's this repetitive going out and coming back in and it it seems like you're just on a treadmill going out coming in going out coming in and the treadmill seems to be set on an uphill grade and it is really really exhausting and it is the journey of life is not always simple, it's not easy, it's never problem-free. But here's the really good news. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in. The Lord will do that. The Lord is with you no matter what you're going through. So this psalm, this song of ascent, this song of climbing up the mountain, getting to where uh, you can arrive at the peak, right start, lift up your head, look around, and then keep your focus right. Where's your help come from? Your help comes from the Lord. And as you're following him, you need this, this determined uh, understanding. You need this, this uh, repeating word to resonate in your heart. The Lord is going to keep me. So my wife and I have had the privilege of going to Israel three times. Every time we've gone to Israel, we've come back with some mezuzahs. We have a mezuzah at the uh, front door of our home. We've given mezuzahs to each one of our sons. We brought mezuzahs back for friends and fellow leaders. Mezuzah is a uh, little metal rectangle that you screw attached to your door frame. And in it, there's a scripture. There's a promise from God's word. And the pious Jewish person Every time they go out their house, they put their right hand on the mezuzah and they say a little prayer. And the prayer always ends with, Lord, guard my going out and my coming in. Keep me as I'm going out and as I'm coming in from this time and forever. And they go out, because life is about going out and coming in, going out and coming in. They go out and then they come home and when they come in, they put their right hand on 
the mezuzahs. And they thank God that he has been with them as they've gone out. And now, oh God, keep me as I'm coming in and be with me forever and ever. The journey of life is not always easy, not always easy. But in the journey of life, this uphill journey, the Lord is our keeper. We're going to take a little time now to just worship and why don't you really zero in on the grace of God and the kindness of God. And the reality is that he's your keeper. He has you in his possession and he will keep you in his possession. The Lord is our keeper. Where does our help come from? Our help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. We are so thankful that you've listened in to the Neighborhood Church Podcast. If you have questions or comments about what you've heard, we would love to hear from you. Go to the podcast description and follow the link to get in touch with us. Everything we do would not be possible without your generosity. If you would like to give, check out that same link in the podcast description. If you have enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with your friends. Thank you again for listening. God bless you.